Well, welcome everybody to Rise Church. So glad that you're with us today. My name is Aaron. I'm the senior pastor. And on behalf of my wife, Erica, and all of our staff and volunteers who put this experience together for you, we're so excited that you are here with us. I want to invite all those who are maybe watching right now as a guest. Maybe you're listening to us for the very first time or watching us for the very first time. I always invite our guests to check us out at least three times. And here's why, is I know that when you check out a new place or maybe you find something new, you don't always get the best experience on the the first experience. So my encouragement to you would be, hey, come check us out a few more times, and hopefully we could be your spiritual family. That's kind of our goal here, uh, just kind of as we, uh, what we call it, and kind of the language we use here at Rise. Also, since you're watching online, and no doubt you're probably watching maybe on a phone or or maybe on some social media device, we'd love for you to jump to not only a bigger screen, but hit that share button and let everybody know that you're at church right now. One of the greatest ways we've seen our church get uh, connected is actually that through that share option. You'll never know the type of influence you have. So just hit that share button. It'll get it out to all your friends and family. Let them know you are here at church. Well, also want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms celebrating out there uh, in digital church land. We're so uh, honored that you are our moms and we love you. I love my mom. I know you love your mom. And just take today and find a moment to just hug her, let her know how much you care and let her know how much you love her and honor her. And I know right now is a little unique because we're kind of still in the COVID-19 pandemic world. We're all a little quarantined off, but find any way to let your mom know that she is appreciated. I also want to mention, just on behalf of my wife, Erica, and I, that there are a few uh, types of ladies right now who kind of, when it comes to Mother's Day, this is not necessarily a very happy day. Maybe you're a lady who cannot conceive a child. Maybe there's uh, just complications there. Or, you know, maybe you lost a child in the past. We want you to know that we hurt with you, that we're, 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 we know that these days could be a little rough. But I want you to know that we're praying for you. We're behind you. If you need anything, just call our church office or email in. Uh, we'd love to just be a support system to you. Maybe you just need some prayer. But I want you to know that you're not alone and that God sees your, your tears. God sees your pain. God knows when you're going through it and maybe you're having a rough situation at it. He knows. And guess what? He cares. And, and we want you to know that we, we represent him. So we care as well. And I, I guarantee you, I want you to know this. This is just maybe you can find some rest in this, that one day when we get to see Jesus, he's going to answer all the questions that we've ever had. So I just want you to know we love you. We're for you. And uh, we believe that God's really best is on the other side of this situation. We love you. We're here for you. I also want to just say as well, our church put together a bunch of mom pack, Mother's Day packages for all the moms. And so we uh, sent out almost of our 150 uh, Mother's Day packages and delivered them to households. And so you hopefully you got your package in the mail and uh, or you got it at your doorstep. And we're so excited that you did because we love moms and we love celebrating them. Uh, as we are kind of starting with Mother's Day, I, I, we wanted to kind of take a pause in our Happiness Is series. We've been in the middle of a series called Happiness is. We're pausing that today. We're just going to talk about moms today. We're going to have a special Mother's Day presentation for everybody. And uh, well, I was talking to my wife about this and been talking to a few moms throughout uh, just inside of our church. And they've been saying, man, not only is it normally a hard thing to be a mom, but it's it's hard right now. There's a lot of new um, new roles that you're playing inside of your kids' lives as a mom. And, uh, you know, you guys are all struggling right now. There's some pressure. There's some, there's some tension. And I even saw this word, there's some mom shaming going on, which really just means you, you feel like you did good. And then when you see someone else and what they did, you realize, man, you, you maybe didn't do as good as, as they did. Because there's, there's some moms right now, I know this, there's some moms right now who are struggling to get through the day. Maybe you're working on your kids' schoolwork. And now you, before you used to 
be able to send them to school. Now they're home. And you used to be able to send, hey, guess what? You used to be sending your, your husband to work, and now he's home. And, and now everybody's in your house, and there's no break. And you get to the end of the day, and you feel like you just made it. Everybody got fed something. And you got some schoolwork done, and you you are still married to your husband, and you feel like that's a win. You lay down, and you open up your phone, and you're seeing all of what your friends are doing as moms, and you feel kind of shamed. You're like, I'm not that. I don't know how I could be that. It's a very, very real tension, I think, in general for moms. But right now, it's really hard because you're, you're stuck at home playing so many different roles. And I think one of the main reasons we feel like this is because the idea of a perfect mom seems unattainable. I mean, if you think about it, the way that culture describes it, it's really uh, this idea that, that you have all the desirable elements and all the desirable qualities and all the desirable characteristics. It's as good as it possibly could be for it to be a, for you to be a perfect mom. And you realize just after you wake up, after, you know, one hour of the day, you realize there's no way that you can actually live up to being a, a perfect mom. And you might have gotten this idea of perfection from your past. Maybe it's somebody in your family. Maybe you saw your mom do it and you saw your grandma do it. And they were so amazing at being a mom. And you feel like you are trying to live up to what they did. Or sometimes it's not what they did. It's what we thought they did growing up. And you're trying to be the best mom and live up to a past experience. Maybe it's your present circumstance. Maybe you see friends, like I said, on Facebook or, or, or family, and you see how they're doing it and you want to match what they're doing. Or maybe it's even just a future desire inside of your mind. You, you think, man, I'd love to be a better mom. I want to be a better mom than I am right now. And you can feel this untangible, it's like weird, hard to describe, to describe pressure. But when Jesus was on this earth, he, he spoke about the, the, the ways that you and I should, should live. In fact, he spoke about this idea of perfection uh, very eloquently, kind of towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. He says it like this. He says, be perfect, therefore... As your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, if you don't know what that means, it can be kind of discouraging. It kind of can be like, man, if I, how am I supposed to be as a human perfect like God? And what Jesus was really describing, if you go out and define it, the biblical definition for perfect there in the Greek is teleos, and it meant to be complete in the characters of the ways of Christ. That, that, that really what Jesus was teaching us is that you don't need to be perfect like the world standards. Just be perfect as God's standards, which means God said he wants you to be perfect or be like Christ in all that you do, that there's some characteristics that you and I can live by. And so I want to maybe help release some pressure today for you moms who feel like you need to be the perfect mom and have all the desirable elements and all the desirable qualities and have everything just so imperfect and you just got everything's in its way and it's got it's all everything's in its step and all your kids mind and your husband does what you ask him to do and you live in the perfect house and you have the perfect dog and you you make the perfect meals that's not what you need to live up to what you and I should live up to to aspire to be is like it's like Jesus and have the characteristics and ways of him. Now, I thought today, since it's such a unique service, I thought maybe the best way that we could talk about this and maybe talk about what it's like to be a mom, maybe some helpful hints, hints on what it's like to be a mom, is actually to have some moms uh, to talk to. And so um, I'm going to invite uh, my wife and Miss Rachel uh, Martin up onto the platform, and they're going to come up, and uh, we're going to ask some questions. I'm going to have some time with them where I can just kind of maybe get to the bottom of what this is to be a mom, because I'm not a mom. 
And uh, I noticed that there's a lot of things in this world that, that we can struggle with. And so, hi, guys. How are you? So glad you guys are here with us. And I'm just going to ask some questions. And I thought you'd be great to just kind of uh, maybe interview almost uh, some of two of the best moms that I know in, uh, in our church. And, uh, and so uh, I want to introduce first Miss Rachel Martin. And uh, she's Pastor Jason's uh, wife. And so glad to have you here. And uh, incredible mom of four. And, uh, and I wanted to introduce, obviously, my wife. So you might not know this. You know, sometimes I'll say, you know, I always say online, like, on behalf of my wife, Erica, and you haven't been on the platform in a while. And so they're like, they're like, I don't know if he's married. No, he, I'm married to her. This is the one I have. So, and uh, so I'm excited that you get to be here. And uh, you guys are some incredible, incredible moms. And so we thought, I thought maybe we just take some time to maybe talk to you, uh, you both about what it's like to be a mom um, nowadays. Because I know there's a lot of pressure in general, but right now, Man, there's a lot of pressure on, on moms, and so I thought maybe you could just share with us maybe some of your pressures, because I know sometimes, you know, when you, you watch churches and they bring the, you know, the pastor's wife comes up, and then all she says is how, you know, great she is and how terrible everyone else is, and it's like, well, what about, what, what are they really going through? What's your struggles? And so would you all mind sharing us just some of your pressures right now? Sure. Um, thank you for having me, Pastor Aaron and Erica. Um, you know, I think that everyone's going through all the, like, every mom is feeling these things. But for me, mostly um, right now is, like, the school thing, uh, just getting that texter, that email from the teacher, like, hey, I haven't seen schoolwork from your child for, you know, the whole week. And you're like, what? <laughs> You know, like, I, I know I sat down and did some work with them, you know, and you just feel that, like, am I a bad mom? Like, I need to be doing better. Or um, right now, it's just attitude. Like, we already were we already were dealing with attitude, but, like, there is no respite for any of it right now. And it's just compounded. And so just dealing with um, work, walking through that with them and what that looks like and giving grace and um, just, yeah. So I, can, I can completely agree with that. I totally understand. We go from a place where we feel like we have things under control as moms. You know, we, we might have things scheduled or um, things planned out. And then all of a sudden in a 180 move, all of a sudden now everything is in your lap and you're holding everything like you were talking about, right? So, for, of course, before what? We're moms and we're wives. We do dinners. But now all of a sudden we're teachers and we're chauffeurs and we're personal assistants. Like, oh, your child's Zoom meeting is at 2. And, oh, Sir Titus, like, you, you have a meeting at 2. Will that work for you? That's what it feels like sometimes. And it's so overwhelming. And, and then you got to keep the other ones alive and stay married to your husband. And it can be a lot, you know? And I've, myself personally have had a many breaking moments because it feels what I would say very, very overwhelming. Um, even to the point where I don't even recognize myself, um, where I find myself, now I'm no longer patient with my children. I'm screaming at them because I'm so at my wits end and, and losing, losing everything in my mind. So I think that's just, that alone probably ministered to so many moms out there just to know that, man, we are all really struggling. You know, it's not easy for, for us to, to walk through. Just to speak to what you said, Miss Rachel, I think me and my wife got an email, and they were like, hey, you know, your sons are, are failing, you know, math. Like 95% of the class is failing math. You should help them. We're like, oh, help them how? 
we don't know how to do that. And so it's hard. It's just a hard thing right now. We're all under pressure. And so, um, man, I, I get it. Well, thank you for being just honest and, and vulnerable with us about that. I know that um, just sometimes hearing you're not suffering alone, you're not struggling alone uh, is ministering enough. But, you know, because we are all in some form of pressure and, and, and moms, again, I think you all do have it a little harder um, because of just the nature of what you're trying to do. You're trying to help kids and help keep the family together. Um, I know in our household, you know, you are so much the glue that, that keeps our family together. But, um, you know, we, we talked about and I kind of shared with some of our church, there's some God, God desires us to be perfect. And God desires his perfection is described as just be like him and, and not, you know, not godly like him in terms of like you do everything right. But just 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 to reflect him in all that we do. And and so I thought maybe a good question to maybe ask you both would be is just what are some of the godly characteristics or perfect ways, right, that, that you guys maybe walk out as moms right now, or maybe you've started or you've always done it. I know you guys have great mentors and great moms in your life that you look up to and have given you some great perspective, but what are some great, um, just perfect ways, godly ways that you can, that you can share with us that you've used uh, to help relieve this pressure that you feel? I really love this question so much because I really believe that when we take a moment to take a self-evaluation, that's a great place to start. Um, moms are unbelievably incredible. They, we carry so much, we take on so much, we teach so much. And it's not even just physically, like emotionally and mentally and spiritually what we carry for our families, for ourselves. And so I think part of what helps me um, first before all of this happened was I prioritized a, a, a time called me time. And part of the hurdle I had to get over was really just understanding that it's not something that I had to feel bad for. I've had a lot of conversations with women and moms out there who, who say to me, like, I just, I feel guilty. I feel bad because I'm not around and, and they need me or they, this happened and that happened. I wasn't there. And, and here's my thought on this. Like, you don't get mad at your car if it runs out of gas. You go and you fill it up. You take a second and go fill it up. And so why am I getting mad at myself? I can't pour from an empty cup. I can't, sit there and think that I can just keep going on fumes. And so for me, I have to remember that I have to prioritize myself just as much. And one of the things I love so much about the character of Jesus is that he actually shows us this in scripture. And what I know about my heavenly father is that he doesn't do things on accident. God is very intentional about everything that he says and what he does. So when we look at scripture in Matthew 14, 13, there's a space there where it says, when Jesus heard about John, he got into a boat by himself. He went alone to a private place. In some other scriptures, it says he withdrew. He withdrew, ladies. He took a moment to breathe. Yeah. So if God is taking a moment to take time to have a moment, take a second, recenter, right? We need those moments where we recenter. We should be doing that for ourselves. We're only better if we take those moments. And here's what I know. When I'm starting something new or I'm, I'm standing in a new situation, it can feel overwhelming if I feel like I have to do a whole bunch of comparing to other people. The life that we lead personally in our home and then in our church is taking one step at a time. Just one. Just look at your life of what you can do. I've learned for myself, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. I want you to think about that for a second. I want to sit for a second. You don't have to, to be great to start. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to 
be like that other mom down the street where their kids are making chalk murals and it's like Michelangelo on the sidewalk. I, how, I don't, they have seven course meals and everybody's dressed perfectly and their hair is combed. I, I can't do that. So I'm not going to hold myself to that standard, but I know that I can take a step to love on my children today. I can take a moment to look into my husband's eyes and tell him how thankful I am for what he provides. Even in moments when he's just there for me when I'm feeling emotional and I don't know why. You know, and so I look at it and I qualify that as me time. I don't feel guilty about it because I know that God showed me in those moments, this is what you need. You know what? We come better. We come back better when we take those moments. We are intentional. And part of what I do is I will go for a drive. I have actually have a conversation with my husband. I let him know, hey, listen, like this is the space that I need. And he's so loving and gracious and honoring to me. And he gives me those moments. Sometimes they're unplanned and sometimes they're planned, you know, but I will go and I will, I will literally get in my car. Nowadays, I can't really go to a lot of places. Before, I would go to Target and walk around with a cup of coffee, like by myself, like no joke. I would walk around, not even a cart, just breathe in Target air. And it's, uh, it's refreshing, I'm telling you. It gives me life. But now we have to do a little bit differently. So I'll go get a drink, a coffee, a Diet Coke from McDonald's, holla, and I will go get my car washed. Like legit, it sounds funny, but like if I'm by myself and I have a moment, I can think, I can listen to worship music, I can cry. It helps get that out. And dads, so I can speak to the dads, so yeah. you got to let them do it, like let them go. So don't make them feel guilty, you know, like we don't want to make you feel guilty about leaving. Like if they need that in space, try to help them create that space. It's really good. And I love how that you encourage me in that too. Like it's not just you, you when we have conversations and you're like, hey, Rachel, what are you working on right now? You know, like, like what are you being creative? Because I love being creative, and she knows that. And she's like, she wants me, she encourages me to do that and get away and have me time. Mm-hmm. So I love that you do that for me. I think that we should do that for other ladies in our life. Yes. So good. Miss Rachel, do you have any thoughts on just relieving the pressure? Anything, what do you do to relieve the tension, you know? <laughs> yeah, so um, I call that God time. And so I have me time, and she encourages me with that, and I love that. Um, but it's so important at this time, especially to have that God time. You know, thankfully, God worked with me on this. Uh, you know, even like that was uh, not this past school year, but the year before. Um, I am not a morning person. <laughs> I will be the first to admit <laughs> I am not a morning person. And But I was really struggling, especially with one of our children, to, like, set her day up for success. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, you know, what should I do? And he was prompting me to get up earlier, Mm -hmm. you know, and and step out and and do give. I needed to have that God time so I could be at my best, so I could set her up for success. And so I even started, I started a routine before even all this happened um, of just getting up, even if it's just one scripture, um, just this, you know, the, I love the Bible app because it gives you a scripture for the day. So that's easy. Um, I can just ponder on that all day or, you know, the Bible app has so many, um, Bible little things that you can do, um, through that. Um, and so I'll do that and then I'll get up, I'll get some coffee mm-hmm. and I'll start breakfast. I'll put on some worship music, um, you know, as I'm cooking breakfast or whatever, and, and so that's really my God time. Um, and <laughs> the first couple of days during this quarantine, like, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh, oh, you, I oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I need to keep to this so schedule. Like, this, this, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and even still, like you day, you set your day up for success, but you still have moments where it's like uh, impromptu God time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you were talking kind of like your me time. It's also God time. It's good time to get God time. And so I remember recently after this kind of all started, we were working on some attitude issues and I just, I got to the end of the day. And even though I set the day up for success, it was just a moment. And I just had to, I left, I walked out of the house. Um, Jason was there, but, and he's so graceful and gracious with me. And he let me get away. I just went for a walk. I put on my, I put in my earbuds and I worshiped and I cried and I cried and cried some more. Um, and it was just so, like, it just gave me that time to, for him to speak to me and to build my spirit back up. Um, you know, in, I love God's example in, um, it's Luke 10. And so he, he shows, like, Jesus really values that time. Yes. And in there, it's the story of uh, Martha. You know, Jesus and his disciples go to Martha's house, and they're having a meal together, and Martha's busy doing her thing. Uh, just busy work, and her sister Mary sits at Jesus' feet, and and uh, Martha comes to Jesus and was like complaining, like, "Hey, Jesus, you know, tell her to help me. Like, she's just sitting here doing nothing." And and Jesus, he he says, "Martha, Martha," um, he says, he gets her attention, right. like, "Hey, you know, she actually chose the the best thing. Yes. Um, she could have been up there helping you cook a meal." But she chose the best of me and chose to, to listen to me. I think so much time, you know, we get into the, the busyness and the rush of things. And, oh, I have to cook this meal or whatever. And we don't take that God time. Um, you know, I, I feel like Jesus was kind of like, we could have had hot dogs and beans, you know, if you would have chose the best of me, you know, chosen the best thing. I don't care. Um, but, I love hot dog and beans. It's <laughs> awesome. You know, so just having that time with God is so important, and Jesus values it, and it shows that he values that for women to take that time. Yeah, well, and I I bet that could be, especially right now, since everybody's in the house, there's so many things to distract you, to take your attention. Mm -hmm. Uh, What a powerful just example of that, just Jesus saying, actually, she chose right. You know, she chose to be with me rather than try to dot every I and cross every T. If I could just say something to that really quick too, like just talking about it with you and and realizing in those moments, the God time outside of it being something of scripture is how you honor God with that time in that moment. So like, okay, so you do a quick dinner and in the other minutes where you would have been cooking, you could be sitting on the floor sewing into your children, loving on them and pouring into their hearts and reminding them who they are in Christ. You could take that extra time to to be with your spouse and to to tell them, to speak life to them, to be there to listen, to talk, you know, um, and, and, and also having those moments with God, you know, and I want to say something, this, this, I really feel is very important. Um, we need to understand that tears are healing. And it's okay. It's okay when we feel overwhelmed. It's okay when we feel like we can't hold it all together. It really is. It doesn't make you weaker if you cry. It really doesn't. It actually is a releasing, healing thing. And you know what? My Heavenly Father sees every single one of my tears. He knows them. He counts them. He cries with me. And this brings me comfort and healing to my soul. So I want to encourage you out there, don't hold them back. Just reach into that. Lean into that. Go with spiritual families. This is why we walk together. 
Cry with them. Talk to them. Let that out. And I'm telling you, God will meet you right where you are. That's good. That's really good. Well, you know, just as we kind of wrap up just this time together, I just thought maybe you could share with us, you know, I know sometimes it feels you know, when you, when you hear maybe a pastor's talk or a pastor's wives talk and you're like, you know, most of the time what they're saying is like, be, be, you know, what, I'm struggling with my family. And you got, you know, the answer is always like, no, we'll just be a better Christian and you'll be all right. You know, and it's like, no, no. Like, so I just thought maybe it would be good to just walk some practical steps uh, just out with some people, uh, just with some of our moms out there. So we got like, you know, I think we have the, the spectrum of moms in our church. You know, we got the moms that are are really, really planned out. They're super structured, super organized, nothing spontaneous. No one, you know, we they count every rice you know, that's eaten. And, uh, and then you have the moms who don't structure and don't, don't do anything, you know? And so they're very, maybe they, may, they move more in their feelings or, you know, they just kind of do what they feels right. Um, and then everybody in between. So, you know, maybe you could just address those two types of ladies and just maybe some practical steps. You were talking about that, babe, just some steps that, that we could take, you know, as, um, or maybe you could take, I'm not, we, I'm not a mom. So maybe moms could take, uh, just to steward well, what God has given us, just give us some practicals, just different thoughts for those types of people. Yeah, I definitely love this question because it really does bring a whole lot of structure. And I will say, I'm, I'm, I tend to be one of those women or moms who tends to be a little bit more on the way more structured side. I prefer schedules and plan. And, and when things have to change, it's a little bit harder for me to be more flexible. It never I'm, happens in our house, I'm learning to be better, for sure. House. I'm learning to be better. However, I will say that when we look at that and understand that while we steward what God has for us, it's such an honor to him. And so part of how we do that is really understanding that the schedule and planning for our household, especially organizing into like those things are extremely important. But, you know, for scheduling and planning in our house, because we have five boys, right? When you have this many kids, and I'm sure there's a lot of moms out there that can relate, like you really need to have a plan um, so that you don't lose your mind or a child, you know? And so, <laughs> so it's important to me. And one of the things that we do is very structured in our bedtime. Um, we're a little bit flexible on the weekends or holidays or things like that, but for me, we structure in all of our children to be in bed by 8 and be up by a certain time so that they are um, successful in their day, they're successful with their sleep. Our older ones, we've started being a little bit more uh, flexible with, but we're teaching them, you know, consequences that come with the choices we make if we stay up too late, you know? Um, and so learning how to lean into that um, and realizing that as we do that with our children, not only are you honoring God, but you're actually honoring your children in your household. You're keeping... Uh, peace in your home so people aren't, you know, lost and, and, and things are crazy. And you're actually teaching your children because once they leave you, that's what they're going to bring with them into the world and how they're going to take care of themselves. Yeah. You honor your, your spouse because if they have a set bedtime, you can actually sew into more time of just you and your spouse, you know, and it can be whatever you want it to be. It can move a movie night. It can be, you know, a whatever you want it to be, just sit on the couch and read, say nothing, whatever, whatever you want it to be. That's the beauty of it is though you have more flexibility in being able to honor not only God, but your household, your children, their future, and your sanity. <laughs> well, no, and I think just, you know, kind of what you were saying, just 
so eight o'clock is for, again, so just this is not prescriptive, this no. is descriptive. So we're just giving you an idea of a pr practical step. So really the principle is, hey, have some structure, some schedule to your life, especially if you're not scheduled, if you're not structured, add some structure to it. Uh, kids really thrive in that. We found with our pastors and our counselors, they share with, you know, kids thrive in structure, especially young kids. They need limits. They, they, they need that. And so don't go and say, hey, well, we're going to do everything at eight o'clock because Pastor Aaron. Miss Erica, do. No, 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 you don't need to do that. Yeah, have a have a have a, a conversation. That's what we did. We had a conversation. What's best for our life, and then what's best for your lifestyle, and then work that out. But I think you know, again, more of a more of a principle is what you're teaching. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's just what works. Like you said, for our family, it's just a matter of actually taking a step back and look at your family. What does your family need? What do you guys like? How are you wired? How can we take one step? to help whatever you're wanting to work on in that moment. So if it's schedule, yeah. if it's eating, if it's going out, whatever it is. Now, I will say on the flip side of the coin, for myself, I have to remember, you know, being so structured, I don't ever want my kids to feel like they're, you know, stuck in a military home, everything's, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want them to have fun. I want them to know that, that I am fun. I can be flexible. Things can, things can roll around. You know, I can, I can do that, too, because I want them to enjoy life. And by military home, like, not that military homes are bad. That's no, no, not no, what I love, mean. I so love the, like I said, I a love drill the sergeant, like <laughs> a drill sergeant home is what you meant by exactly, that. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like everything, there's no, there's no wiggle room for them. You know what I mean? And so having that conversation, even talking with them, like, hey, what kind of things do you like? And it grows your relationship with your children. You know, it brings more conversation. It opens their hearts. You know, it opens your heart, really. It changes you a lot. So that's what I mean is like, if you don't have structure, bring that structure in. If you have too much structure, relax a little, breathe, have fun. Have fun with your kiddos. How about you, Ms. Yeah, uh, one thing that really helps me is just being organized. I know that you mentioned that, and I'm a very organized person. I know that, you know, moms can struggle with that, but for me, it's so important. You know, when we started school and we, we had a new house, I didn't have anywhere to put their uh, backpacks and, right. and things, coats and whatever, and we also value um, orchestra, so, you know, we have two instruments. I'm like, you know, I want them to be able to come home and have a place for them, sure. obviously, but that they're not strewn all over the house. So, you know, creating those things. And I, I, I feel like if it has a priority, it needs a place. Yes. So, you know, if it's a priority in your life, you're going to find a place for it. So, so, like, you know, backpacks and things, that was a priority for me. So we, we made a, a space for it in our coat closet, um, things like that. But it's also, um, you know, priority in your time. So, you know, we really value, we, we make a priority at meal, for mealtime, and we strive to have a mealtime every, every night together. And so as a, we value that, and it's a, big, a priority in our lives, so we make a place for it. So what, I look at our schedule, and, you know, sometimes Jason has a meeting in the evening or whatever, and I want him to be there, and I value him. And so I'll make sure that, you know, if he needs to leave by 5, we have a meal by 4 or 4.30 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And take that time. Make that a priority and make, and make a place for it. Um, if it's a quick meal, it's a quick meal. If it's hot dogs and beans, it's hot dogs and beans. But I also usually, you know, I look at the schedule ahead of time. Like, what does our week look like? And I make a menu. I make easy meals for those times that are going to be rushed. Mm -hmm. um, and so maybe one of your steps is just you know, scheduling three meals a week or yeah. two meals a week. Sure. We're going to make this a priority to yeah. do this as a family. And I'm going to include my husband, like if he has to run out, if he has somewhere to be, like what is his schedule? You know, making sure that you're showing him that you value him right. 
by working with his schedule. Um, and, and just making, looking, you know, I encourage you as a family, look at your priorities. And even at this time, like we've looked at our priorities and things have changed. Yeah. Um, look at your priorities and then make a place for those and value those as a family. And that's so good. Well, man, thank you, ladies, so much for sharing just some of the, maybe just a few helpful tips that I think our moms could walk away with today and, and just feel empowered and encouraged. Again, we don't want you to feel like this is another, we've added more to your plate or more to your, you know, your shoulders for you to accomplish or you won't be a great mom. I, this, we, I think what we really wanted to be is practical and just use you maybe your guys' life as a backdrop of that, some things that you've learned maybe the hard way so that they could learn the easy way. Um, babe, would you mind just maybe praying a special blessing. As we just wrap up, we're going to close and we're going to wrap up with just a uh, just a prayer. Uh, will you just pray over the moms? Just a special blessing over them. And um, I just love for you to do that right now. If you're a mom right now, we just this is you know just specifically for you. Just bow your head and close your eyes for us. Father God, we come before you right now, God. We just want to first thank you for who you are in our life, that you have called us here for purpose and reason, Lord. We can't see our future, but we know that you have it in your hands, Lord. And we know that first and foremost, we are all your daughters. You have given us and blessed us with gifts and talents that range from so many different things. And we want to thank you for that, Lord. God, I just want to pray a blessing over every single mom and every woman out there, that you would bring peace upon their heart in this time and this season. That, Lord, if they're feeling alone or lost or at their wit's end, that they would lean into your Holy Spirit, your word, to find that peace in that life. Father God, that they would reach out and touch another spiritual family member to help them, God, lift them up, to hold their arms up for them when they're done and they can't take any more. Father God, that they would know that you know them that they would feel your Holy Spirit around them, filling them, God, with peace and grace for not only their family, but themselves. Lord Jesus, we thank you for every single woman who has stood and cried, who has not known what to do, God, who has found themselves, Lord Jesus, looking for help in that answer. God, we thank you that they find it in you, that you cover them and give them new life, Father God. We pray that you lift them up, into your arms to help them feel with you, Lord Jesus. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.